Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Bars.com. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Now joined by our QB Times, Landon Leach. Good afternoon, Landon. Hey, guys. How's it going today? What is going on with you? Oh, just another full day of work and... uh feel like I got some pretty good notes for the show tonight. All right. Where do you wow. want to begin? <laughs> Let us have them. Let yeah. us have them. Where Start do you want to begin? You well, you know, I, the more and more I watch this, and, you know, I, I've talked a lot about I'm not sure that, that KJ and Enos are a real good mesh as far as uh, the top offense we're running and being able to look at the full field. But the more and more I look at it, the, the more it really bothers me what we're doing with these condensed formations. And I think it's not only hurting KJ in the, in the reads, but I think it's hurting the offensive line. And, and let me explain. So you go from Browse, who basically goes sideline to sideline with receivers. Uh, what that does is it really spreads the secondary out, the linebackers out, and it, it makes them almost tell you pre-snap where they're moving and where they're going to go um, you know, before every snap. With these condensed formations, what it's doing is bringing eight, nine guys down in the box. And, you know, when I watch film, it, fortunately, I was, I was taught, uh, you know, at a young age by, by Coach Holt very well on how to see what blitzes are coming, who may be coming, and why they're coming. Uh, for example, uh, lots of times with Alabama, it was very clear to me who was coming. Um, you know, if the safety is, is walked down a little bit and his eyes are staring basically at the inside receiver, that, that tells you that that slot corner's coming. Uh, and three of their sacks came off of that. And then actually KJ's big play where he threw what the nat off, you know what, <laughs> came, came out of that same formation. And, and to me, it was very clear that he was coming on that. So the way that you, you beat those things is it, it's pretty simple. You either got to move your back to that guy or the other way is you, you just run a quick swing route and you make that guy make a decision you get the ball in your back hands if, if he keeps coming. And now his man, you know, is not covering him, so he's got a big gain or he's there to protect. Um, and he's got, Or he's got to decide to, uh, when he comes on his blitz, he's got to peel off and, and cover the back. Um I just I wonder sometimes uh, if we put so much in and it's such a new offense that uh, you know there's so much thinking going on about what routes are being run and and uh, we're not picking up certain blitzes, uh, especially out of these condensed formations. Well, let me ask you this. Well, actually, this is uh, a comment more than anything else from Fred. By way of our Asher Record Service company, Life in Feedback, he says, um, Enos ruined KJ. Fellas, all due respect, KJ ruined his chances. And to be fair, KJ may not be drafted, but he could get signed as a free agent quarterback. The talent level of his receiving core at Arkansas isn't comparable to other schools. He has had different receivers the last three years. And a new OC, not many quarterbacks fare better in those situations. This is proof. 
Offense isn't built around KJ's talent. That from Fred. Yeah, and, and I think that to an extent that's fair. Uh, but but I'll also say that, in my opinion, KJ probably wasn't going to get drafted uh, if he played under Browse one or two more years either. Uh, he may have gotten a, a sixth or seventh round selection, but uh, and and the reason for it's not that he doesn't have the ability to to play in the NFL. It's that Browse offense is so basic. You're just not. I mean. He's had what? He's had RG3 and maybe one other guy that's ever really panned out in the pros. And and RG3 only did for a year or two and basically is off the run game. Uh, so that was always going to be a knock on KJ. So I don't know that you, you can say that you've run his draft stock, but I also think that if KJ really wanted to have an opportunity to be drafted and, and maybe earlier in the seventh round this this was not the best chance for him. Um, and I watched the Alabama game probably more than I ever have uh, any game. And I can understand where he's also coming from, where I wouldn't say that Eno's running, but I do think that KJ is thinking so much that he's really struggling to perform. And that's even in the run game. There were four or five different times in the Bama game, if he gives it, it might be a touchdown, or it might be a 20, 30-yard game. Instead, he's keeping it. And then when he keeps it, I mean, I'm sorry, then when he gives it, there were three or four where he may have had a 15 or 20-yard game. I just think that K.J. is, before every snap, he's just got so much that he's trying to process because he didn't have to in the previous offense that, uh, you know, he's really struggling uh, with his decisions. And, um, you know, even in the second half, Late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, you know, it wasn't really any plays we made outside of uh, some backyard football plays that he made. Uh, one I did really like is he, he recognized man coverage, and we were running a bunch of crossing routes, and he knew he was open, and it was a big first-down run for, you know, 15, 16 yards. So, you know, you, you can take that both ways. You can take that as, uh, you know, Browse leaving killed KJ. I mean, yeah, definitely. At this level, he's not the same player right now. But also, if he wanted to move to the next level, I, I really truly believe trying to get him in a more of a pro style offense was his best option to uh, maybe moving up to the mid rounds of the draft or you know from going undrafted or seventh round. Okay, so I'm going I'm going to put this in layman's terms. In regards to KJ's ultimate future, Browse would not have been the best mentor. He was preparing him to win at the collegiate level, whereas Enos, with his philosophy and somewhat pro-style approach, KJ should have benefited greater from Enos than what he has. Is that is that a simple way to say it? Landon? Yeah, and I, and I think that, you know, if, if K.J. does happen to come back another year, I think you see a different player from K.J. Uh, and it, So it's not that he can't run this offense. I think it's just he probably never has run this type of offense. I mean, for example, in a, a Brawl-style offense, like a, a play call is going to be like an open right 95, you know, X hook, okay? So it's that simple. Now, as we're like an offense, uh, like we had under Houston Nutt, right? A short pass play call is, uh, you know, right R deuce, box shoot, pass 26, double post, X7 bend. Okay? So you're talking about now every player has to know what they're doing versus you're calling a play out, you're calling protection, you're calling formation, you're calling um, your uh, motion, and you're, you're, you're snagging routes, you're, you're uh telling a couple receivers what routes are going to run and so that's all got to be processed now whereas before all he had to do is now look to the sideline and browse tells him manners on coverage and he knows what side to go to so that's so that's an easy way of kind of saying once he goes to the nfl he's going to have more of the nut type terminology and have to process all that versus in college you know everybody's supposed to know what they're doing just by a simple number or a name 
Landon, that is incredible breakdown. I mean, that that's really good, and those are things that most of us certainly would not understand. When it gets down to the basics, you know, is when you when we say is KJ an NFL quarterback? Remember that Arkansas was one of the very few, if not the only school, that recruited him to be a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, could he mm-hmm. play another position in the NFL? Would he play another position in the NFL? Uh, or is he just going to be a good college quarterback, which there are a whole lot of those guys out there, and they had great careers, and they can go do something else. What do you think is best for his future, knowing that he can come back another year if he wants to? Hey, let me, before you answer that, let me tie this in. Uh, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Uh, Bruce James said KJ will not play quarterback in the yeah. NFL, but he will be an all-pro tied in. That's what he said this morning. Yeah. So, what do you think? What, what do you think his best options are, Landon? Yeah, you know, if, if I was him in the NIL days now, right? Yeah, yeah. and he's uh, doing very well. I would there. be coming back because he's going to come back. And he's going to make another million plus, right? I mean, everybody knows what he's making. He's making, he's making seven figures. If as they a, would be, if they'd be willing to do that again, that that's you know, right? Also, yeah. You, now, you got, if, exactly, if they're willing to do that. Yeah. Um, so his best option by far is coming back another year because unless we go three and nine, I, I really see us keeping Pittman and Enos next year, and and. I'm not going to get into it, and I'm going to fire people up, but looking at the offense that we ran on Saturday, it's not all on Enos, but I think you're going from such a basic offense to something that is so much more intricate as far as every position that that we're just really struggling with the information. So if it was me, yeah, I would tell KJ to come back another year, make his money if he has that option, and then you can always go pull the, uh, oh, I just went blank, Franks, uh, our the quarterback Felipe Franks, Florida. yeah, Felipe, Felipe Franks. Franks, and and go to the NFL and you know try to make it as a tight end slash quarterback, whatever it may be. Uh, now we don't know if he could be an All Pro tight end, to be honest with you, you know, because no. we've never seen him block, we've never right. seen him run a route. Um, right. I tend to think that guys like that are more basketball players. Uh, you know, the guys that have the lateral quickness. Um, inability to run routes at a, a big size, uh, but hey, who's I, I'm not going to argue that he might possibly be able to do that. But yeah, I definitely think the best thing for KJ is to, if he wants to, if his goal is to be a quarterback in the NFL, I think his best option is to come back one more year under another pro style type of offense, um, and then take his chances from there. Now. Does he get so frustrated that, hey, he goes and follows Browse to TCU next year and they give him money? Who knows, you know, what, what he's thinking. Um, but when we're talking about his ability to play in the NFL, uh, his best opportunity is doing what he's doing right now. Wow. So I wonder, you also wonder who's advising him, who's talking yeah, to him. that's a is great anybody question. Say, is anybody saying, because, yeah, I, I've heard people that, are pretty knowledgeable. It said if Bryles was still here this year, Arkansas would probably have three more wins. But in your, yeah. in what you're saying is they might or they might not. We don't know that they might or they might not. Right. But and KJ may thrive more, but it may not benefit him in the long run. Exactly. And and not hey, I'm not one to. I do agree that we probably win one or two more games. Uh, you know, with Bryles just because of continuity uh, right now. Uh, but I'll also say, I, in, even though our offense is going three and out a lot, I would still say we would give up 15-plus 15, 15 games under Browse uh, because his three and outs are going to be within 15 to 18 seconds, whereas now at least we're running a couple minutes. Now you get the TV timeout, and, and we do have more depth, but... The top offenses that Browse runs, it, it, it really does hurt your defense quite a bit. Yeah. So you've yeah. got to look at it both ways. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We'd be scoring probably 10 more points a game, or, but are we giving up two more scores a game? That so is a great You can look point. at it both ways. Yeah, we don't think so, of it that but, much. But, you're right. And, but the way I'm looking at it also is, is I'm starting to think that you've got to outscore people to win – for the most part, in college football. 
Yeah, you're um, right. No, you can have a really – because look at Bobby Petrino, right? I mean, one of the best play callers in the history of college football. But he's struggling to score at A&M. That's and right. With one of the best defenses there is. Yes. And so I think that – and we talked about the O-line. I think defensive lines have gotten so athletic and linebackers. And that's why I keep talking about getting the ball out of your hands quick because defensive lines are so daggum good these days. I mean, a guy that was six six and two sixty and ran a four five, you know, back in the day was a freak. Now it's a dime a dozen almost. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so you've got these tackles, and and if they're not third and fourth year guys, yeah, they're going to have a tough time protecting. And so I think that. Um, you know, that's why you keep hearing me talk about getting the ball out of hand, out of KJ's hands quickly, which we did in the first quarter and really moved the ball well. Uh, and then all of a sudden it was, uh, you know, your run game's moving a little better. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, we thought we could attack them downfield and we could hold up in protection. And, and I think that there's times we could, but we just complete, we're just completely whiffing on blocks and, and we're actually, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, even KJ, even in the RPO game, I think it's changed so much. Even under uh, Enos versus Browse, there were a couple times if he had read the uh, RPO correctly, we have a running back that doesn't have anybody within 15, 20 yards of him. Mm-hmm. And we throw the slant and, and we get uh, Tesla killed. So, um, you know, they, but again, that's processing information that he's never had to process in his career. Yeah, you're right about outscoring. I, I, thinking about the SEC right now, Texas A&M has a really, really good defense. Alabama has a good defense, not super, but they're they're good. And I assume we haven't seen Georgia. I'm assuming their defense is pretty good. Other than that, Arkansas is just as good as anybody's because uh, there's nobody that's just absolutely super on defense, is there? Well, Tennessee. Which Tennessee. is amazing. yeah okay Tennessee but but, but they're again I mean, <laughs> they're okay but they've given up some points yeah I you think know. I saw a stat today they've given up sixty six points in SEC play so far and they've scored seventy two um, but the difference is again you're playing and we thought the SEC East was going to be better this year right but it's not yeah especially offensively um, yeah. so Missouri is yeah Missouri's but you've got they oh yeah no they're they're very good um, but I'm saying you thought Kentucky was really good well they right. get beat by what six you know they get blown out when they finally play someone right you think South Carolina is going to be improved and I'm going to admit I was wrong on <laughs> what I um, what I thought they would do offensively uh, yeah. but again I think that that's why it's kind of coming to me that you've got to run the more up tempo offense these days uh, and because Teams are able to, you know, when you're huddling, they're allowed to, um, you know, rotate players in. They're able to match up your formations. Uh, and so, you know, when we go into 12 personnel versus 11, whereas before we could catch them off guard, now all of a sudden they're able to uh, send guys in and, and uh, you know, match the packages, and it, it just makes it so much more difficult on offense. Landon, let's back up just a little bit uh okay we got plenty of time all right back up just a little bit with the question in regards to well actually it was a statement by fred and that is about the receivers for arkansas andrew armstrong i think is as whatever build up they had for him i think he's met that but then when you look at the rest of the receiving core you can raise question marks about their ability to compete against SEC quality cornerbacks. What do you think about the receiving core of Arkansas in regards to helping KJ in the passing game? Well, I mean, I think it's twofold. I think that you know, with the what we're running offensively, you know, we've talked a lot about getting the ball out of KJ's hands. What I'm seeing is a lot of defense playing soft coverage against us, man soft coverage. Instead of us doing the, the hitch routes, the, you know, the, the flat routes, the, the quick routes early in the game to get defenses and get safeties walking down a little bit in corners, they're able to, you know, play what we call soft or soft man. So they're sitting at eight yards in man coverage knowing that we're not going to try and beat them over the top. 
and they can uh, they can close quickly on on the quick game if we ever do throw it. So what I would like to see is early on you throw those quick hitches, you throw those quick slants, you you throw those quick outs. Now they start walking down. Now you can beat them over the top. So you know everybody talks about um, you know we don't create any separation. Well, that's also twofold. One, you're not getting time to do it, and two, because you're not throwing that quick game, now you can't create separation because they're playing soft on you. So now you're trying to run these deeper, you know, dig routes, post routes. Well, they're always sitting there just waiting with you and running with you. So, (laughs) you know, I really think if I was a coach, I I just don't understand how 16's not in the game nonstop, uh, Satania. And when you have him and Armstrong... You, I mean, I would put them up against a lot of different wide receivers in this country because you've got the speed with Satania. Uh, now you don't may not have the size, but Jameson Williams isn't the biggest guy, right? He was five ten, five eleven at Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, but he had take the speed off or take the top off of you, right, with his speed. And then you had Mechie underneath, which is more of a possession receiver, just like you have uh, with Armstrong. So. I think with those two guys alone, I I would put them up there with a lot of teams. Now, Tesla's a guy. Uh, I was a little worried about him coming into the season uh, just because if you watch even his highlight film uh, in D3, he made a lot of contested catches. Um, so I think he's better suited putting, you know, another 20 pounds on him and making him a tight end uh, versus where he's playing right now. Uh, and then... The, the one I'm really disappointed with, I, and I shouldn't say disappointed, but he just doesn't have the hands to play right now is Broden. And I, I really thought he was going to be something. Um, but I tell you, the one that killed us was losing Mbappe because he was the guy that could take it off the top, uh, you know, outside of Satania and tears his ACL. And, and I think that really Thank you, Thank you, Landon. Brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Acre and Wes Moore give you their game balls and jock straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501-794-2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for game balls and jock straps only on 1037 The Buzz. Lynn's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Fall is upon us. Don't go into the cold, wet winter months wondering if your roof will hold up till spring. Get peace of mind today. For the next 30 days, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for more details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Back by popular demand. Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is letting you phone in your down payment this month. Instead of trading your old phone for a new phone, trade your old phone towards a car at Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. This month at Guatney, your old phone qualifies as a down payment allowance. Phone stores just want to trade for the newest model. Trade your phone for a new ride, and we'll give you even more value for your older phone. A current phone equals a $500 down payment payment allowance. Flip phone, $550 down payment allowance. Brick phone, $600 down payment allowance. But bring in grandpa's old bag phone, that's a $700 down payment allowance toward your new ride. Plus, no payments until after New Year's. Everyone has an old phone, and everyone gets approved. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? 
<laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. For a free insurance review, see shelter agent Jeff Hodge or Jay Hellman, Little Rock or Bo Beavis and Cabot. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. He stands six foot six and comes in at 300 pounds. He's from Maumille, and now he's on the offensive line for the Arkansas Razorbacks. It's time to chop it up with Andrew Chambly on Drive Time Sports, presented by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Johnston's Home Center. If we don't have it, you probably don't need it. Well, welcome back to Drive Time Sports. And yes, we are joined by Andrew Shambly. How you feeling, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all doing? Always good. Andrew, in the third and fourth quarter, Arkansas had two terrific drives for touchdowns against Alabama. What what changed? What what worked well for you on those two drives? Uh, definitely just telling each other that we got to get it going, you know, we got to start playing around, and we we need to go show the world what we can really do. We just came up just just a little short. On the play in the on the next drive where y'all had to punt because the sack, you've watched the video. Was DeBinion that open? Had he not tripped or whatever? Could could he have run for quite a while? Oh yes, most definitely for sure. They definitely would have did a little little shifty things out there and hit a couple juke moves or something, so he definitely would have made something productive on that play. And then, Randy, you can start asking a question, but I have to ask, you're going up, you're going up against Alabama's defensive front. Those guys are really good. What did you learn from that? What was the what was the challenge in going against those guys? Uh, definitely just knowing that um, I'm a big guy, I'm a tall guy, I'm a, I'm a lengthy guy, got long legs and everything. Being able to bend and just play long all the time was a big uh, learning experience for me. Okay, what I'm going to ask, Andrew, it's been basically, it will be 35 days specifically mm. before you finally get to play a game back again in Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Now, I don't know if, if Sam Pittman was teasing, if he was saying tongue-in-cheek. He said when he looked at the the turf there in in the stadium, how green the grass was, it's like he hadn't seen it in a hundred years, but how good will it finally, after all everything that you guys have been through over the last four games on the road? How good is it going to be back in Reynolds Razorback Stadium on Saturday? Oh, it's going to be great, especially it's, it's homecoming. You know, uh, great game, morning game. So uh, get up early, go go watch a little football, and then go have a little fun afterwards. Coach Pittman said this is a must win. Are y'all approaching it like it is a must win? Oh yes, sir. We we definitely are approaching the next few games as a we we must win every game we have to win out. So we're we're definitely have that mentality as we gotta go, we gotta get game. What changes when you say you get that mentality? What changes? Because you're up for every game. So why? What changes at this point? Definitely just mindset. Uh, is you always have a killer mindset, but now it's, it's more of a attack mode all the time instead of 
okay, attacking now. I got to defend a little bit. So we're we're definitely just an attack attack mode. Okay, so Andrew, you're a pretty big guy. When you walk around campus, I'm guessing the students know you play football. <laughs> now, because you're a big guy, they probably don't criticize you for it, but what well, what are some of the things you're hearing as you walk around the campus about football? Uh, just just definitely just disappointed. Uh, they definitely thought we could produce a lot more than what we're doing, but I, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, it's not the the hurt of the world so do you get some students or some of your peers that will encourage you and say hey keep hanging in there oh yeah yeah the whole team of course we're everybody's saying you know we got to stay together we got to get get that taste of that one win so we can go get on this, this streak you all have also cut your penalties against uh, Alabama much fewer penalties what what did you do did you make a conscious effort or what did you do to cut those penalties down we just we practice it, practice all the move calls and everything during practice and things of that nature. So we just plan for it, and that doing that definitely just helped us. So in four of the last five games, you're not going to be hearing noise when you snap the ball. Is that going to be nice, not having to hear the other crowd making a lot of noise when you're trying to snap the ball? Oh, yeah, it's going to be great <laughs> being able to hear the guys next to me, of course. All right, Andrew, I, you had a four-brutal game schedule just completed, and you went up against at least two, and maybe give a, give a, a nod, maybe, if they get their act together. They got the talent. That is LSU. But you have gone through a gauntlet of excellent defenses. Have you had a chance to step back and kind of reflect and see what you felt like you've learned over this four-game stretch? I mean, you're basically learning on the job. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I've definitely just been able to sit back and realize that I'm growing up, you know. I'm still, I'm still young, so just being able to grow up and step up to the plate. It's something that I've learned, and also just being being big on the field. Um, you got I've, I've learned that sometimes you got to be more aggressive than what you want to be. So, uh, just just learning those things has definitely been key to me. Well, think about it. My, in the in past years, it was always like you got to be a third year sophomore before you consider starting on the offensive line. You're starting as a second year freshman. You got to believe that this year is going to be greatly beneficial to you down the line, do you not? Oh yes, sir. Getting my feet wet early, being able to touch the field and see the things that I see later down the years early is a, a great start. So just being able to touch the field and be out there with some older guys and learn on the fly, basically. Did you learn any new tricks? I mean, I I think the best offensive linemen in the SEC, they learn how to hold without being called for it. <laughs> no, really. Rand, I mean, don't suggest that. No, I'm, I'm saying you're going up against these kind of defensive ends. I mean, they, they explode off the ball, and even in the National Football League, you can see how those tackles at the National Football League, they hold up to the point they just don't get called. It's when they wrap around their neck and take the defensive end of the grounds when they called the penalty. So I'm just asking if um, Andrew learned any new tricks like that over this four-game stretch. Oh, definitely. Um, <clears throat> definitely uh, you're not lying about <laughs> all the blocking. <laughs> um, just, it's really key for an offensive lineman to have his hands inside. Uh, so you can uh, you can hide it a little bit and um, things of that nature. SEC officials, please close your ears on this interview. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not. I'm not. Well, Randy, I'm not telling. To, I'm not telling him to hold. I'm just sure. suggesting that maybe you got to learn some new tricks, and you've got to. Um, you know, it's like okay, the uh, defensive end fires off the ball. He stands up, and you're able to get him his jersey in wads inside your hands. Well, that don't even slow some of these guys down anymore. I mean, you got to get you got to get. 
creative, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So Andrew, have you gotten creative <laughs> over the last couple of weeks uh, going up against the defensive ends you've had to face uh, in the SEC? Oh, definitely. Uh, just learning different, learning different software to hit people and things of that nature so they're off balance and I can kind of regroup myself. So just little creative things like, like that, of course. Okay, okay, one one of the one of the things, pardon me, Rick. One okay. of the things that we always hear about is you've got to have the strength uh, to play in the line on the line in the Southeastern Conference. Andrew, do you feel like that is still a little bit of issue with you? Uh, obviously, the older you get, the stronger you're going to get. But do you feel like that is something again? that it will be a point of emphasis, maybe not necessarily right now, but once the season ends, and that is getting stronger. Yes, sir, of course. Um, <clears throat> strength it definitely has a lot to deal with the, uh, the line because, of course, you're p- pushing another man against his will. So definitely this offseason, I'm uh, going to hit the way real hard with the conditioning coaches and uh, be really in touch with our nutrition staff so I can gain a little bit of weight, too. Okay, so against these four teams, when you all watch video together, has there been one play? Out of four games, just remember one play where you knock somebody silly and the line coach <laughs> said, wow, now, Andrew, that's exactly the way to do it. Can you remember a play like that? Um, no, I can't exactly remember. Um, the LSU game, I had a, a tackle pool, guarded tackle pool. And uh, I hit the the linebacker, and he fell. And coach was like, "There you go, seven two. There you go." So I guess that's there you go. Well, I that's guess it. That's one. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it makes you feel good, doesn't it, when you get a compliment on a block like that? Oh yeah, always, always. All right, Andrew, we got to do a quick check. I'm I'm playing the role of your mother and father, so I'm checking up on your. On your classwork, how's things going academically? <laughs> uh, Everything is going uh, really well right now. Uh, got one of my classes back up, so GPA is looking really, really good right now. Everything's just flowing really smooth. So, got a test on Thursday, so hopefully we've been, been studying for that one. So hopefully we do good. You're gonna make a hundred, or you're gonna make an A, whichever whichever it is. You're gonna you're gonna make an A on it. How about that? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> What's your favorite class? Um, honestly, I would say my college algebra class is probably one of my favorites. Really? Because, uh, yeah, I, I like math. Honestly, not a lot of people can say that, but I'm I, I'm pretty good at math, so I'd probably say that's my favorite class right I now. I couldn't say that. I, I I would have liked to have had you on my side back then. but uh, <laughs> so, so after every time KJ completes a pass, do you have his percentage in your mind? <laughs> uh, no, no, not that far. Not that far. <laughs> Well, Thursday. Wait a minute. Is he carrying a notepad around with him? And no, I think he's got it in his head, right? You know, oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, he's got other things to think about. That's true. Besides uh, what KJ's percentage is. Your thoughts, Andrew, before we run out of time, or we're about to run out of time. Your thoughts on this game on Saturday with Mississippi State? Uh, it should be a, a very fairly good game. Um, they they have a lot of line games on the defensive line, so there's a lot of movement things of that nature. But um, we should be able to go attack and go get the win. All right, buddy. Always look forward to talking with you. Good luck Saturday, Andrew, as the Razorbacks take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. That's Andrew Chambly. Thanks to. Johnston's Home Center. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. If you followed any of the national news, you know higher used car prices and depleted new inventory is likely on the horizon. Guadalupe Butte Gypsy customers know the time to trade is now before the effects of the current auto industry climate set in. 
Wanyet Buick GMC in North Little Rock is resisting the trends and selling 2024 models at 2023 model prices. Stop by Wanyet Buick GMC next to Sam's today and register to win a new Hummer. Wanyet Buick GMC is offering no payments for the rest of the year. GMC Sierra's 5.3 V8 engine and just 0.9% APR. Additional 3250 off Sierra when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. 2023 GMC Terrain at 1.9%. All offers with approved credit. Guadalupe Buick GMC, Pulaski County's only Buick GMC dealer. GMC, we are professional grade. Make plans now to be at the Pine Bluff Regional Park Saturday, October 28th for one of the world's largest barbecue championships. It's the annual Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship presented by Saracen Casino. Food trucks, sampling, craft vendors, games for the kids, and it's all free for the entire family. And this year's event is headlined by Bluffett, featuring the Son of the Sailor Band's tribute to the one and only Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations to take funds in Arkansas's Land of Legends Tourism Association funds. Need a new tractor? Zero-turn mower? Maybe even a new utility vehicle? River Valley Tractor has you covered. With Kubota equipment from River Valley Tractor, you'll find tractors that are rated number one in owner experience to take on your toughest jobs with ease. Find them today at rivervalleytractor.com. Work smarter, not harder this year with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. When it comes to tailgating this football season, Edwards Food Giant is your MVP when it comes to a hassle-free tailgate party. Pulled pork smoked to perfection, along with an ultimate lineup of sides and essentials that'll make your taste buds cheer and your tailgate set up a breeze. The Edwards team also features even more delicious meats like chicken, brisket, ribs, and smoked sausage, all straight from their own smokehouse. And it can all be found by clicking edwardsfoodgiant.com or by visiting your local Edwards Food Giant store. Edwards Food Giant is your MVP. edwardsfoodgiant.com. Hey folks, Trey Johnson here with HJ Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. And I want to thank all our customers for making HJ Trailer Sales the number one trailer and truck bed dealer in the state of Arkansas. With fall almost here and everyone heading to the woods, I want to let you know that we're here to keep your trailers on the road with a great repair shop. So come see us at HJ Trailer Sales where we make you the priority and where you will also find that we keep our word. We're family owned and operated. Check us out at hjtrailersales.com or on Facebook. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. And we are now joined. Okay, I'm, well, We're joined. I'm, I'm waiting on uh I'm waiting on Damon to uh load in all the information. Okay. We are joined by Lacey Prince. And she has a golf tournament that is coming up soon. It is the Military and Aviation mm. Golf Tournament. So if you would, Lacey, kind of fill in the blanks. Tell us what is going on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, yeah, I'm from the Arkansas Air Military Museum in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And we have a fundraising four-man scramble coming up um, on October 28th. What all is involved, Lacey? I, I, I understand you're looking for teams, so give me some details how if someone wants to put a four-team together, four-man team together, uh, who do they need to call, how much is the cost, and so forth. Absolutely. So um, you can go to our website, ArkansasAirAndMilitary.com, and sign up through that way, or you can call the museum on its main line of 479-521-4947. Um, but the cost is $400 per team. Um, it gets you a goodie bag from our sponsors, a T-shirt, and um, also a meal after the round. So and, of course, of course, a round of golf. <laughs> so where is the tournament being held? 
It can be held at the creeks in Cave Springs at by XMA. You broke up. Where? Where? Do you know where she's talking about, Rick? Yeah, the creeks uh, in uh, close to the Fayetteville or Northwest Arkansas region. Yeah. Airport. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell yeah, us. They're helping us out with the fundraiser. <laughs> so tell us about the museum. I'm interested in that. It is the uh, military and aviation museum. What What is that all about? So, yeah, we opened in 1986, and we just pretty much tell the story of Arkans and aviators and military men and women. Uh, We have a little over 2,500 artifacts across our entire museum. We're a little over an acre large and have multiple aircraft you can get inside of, which is a great learning tool for local schools. How cool. Do you have helicopters? Yes, sir. We let you get inside of a nice, pretty Vietnam Huey. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you're saying do schools come out there, they bring classes out there to see this? Absolutely. We see a little over uh, 3,000 school kids a year uh, wow. at the museum to check out the cool items. Wow. What, what do you, what's their favorite so that's thing? That's really what the fundraiser is. Yeah, that's what the fundraiser is for us, to keep us, keep us open and keep us where we can keep serving the communities of Arkansas. Yeah, that's great. What, when the kids come out there, what do they like the best? Is there one exhibit that they enjoy most? Absolutely. We have a, a beautiful C-130, um, H model from the Little Rock Air Force Base, and they get to sit in the um, flight deck area and get to hold the controls of the aircraft. Wow. That's cool. That is really <laughs> that is really cool. How far back, what's the oldest plane or helicopter or otherwise, what's the oldest, Lisa, what's, uh, Lacey, what is the oldest plane or helicopter that you have there? Uh, the oldest aircraft we have is from 1914. It's a Curtis Wright Fisher. It kind of looks a little freaky. The propeller's on the back of it. What? Wow. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. No. Hmm. It's, it's a pretty rare aircraft. We have one, and the Smithsonian has another one. And that's the only two left in the world. Is that right? How'd you get that? Um, just some local, uh, We were lucky to have a donor for it in the area. Wow. Amazing. Good gracious. So 1914 makes me ask, do you have any aircraft that was actually used in World War One? Yeah. No, we do not. We have some really cool um, large-scale models, but we don't have any that were actually used during the war. Oh, I see. Okay. What about World War Two? Uh, we uh, we have a lot of World War Two trainers. Um, so we have a T-6 Texan, and we also have something called a DGA-18K. It's a, it's actually super rare. It's all, there's a, we have the only one left in the entire world, and it's kind of a it's another kind of weird looking airplane that didn't go too well. Hmm. Wow, wow! The only one in the world, amazing. Well, I wasn't driving it. Uh, do you have <laughs> simulators, Lacey, where the kids can kind of get into a cock, uh, cockpit or whatever it may be, and uh, like like a video game almost. Absolutely. We were just donating one last year, and we're still working out some of the bugs, but it's a great opportunity for kids to get in there and learn how to fly. We also have summer camps. The kids get to jump in airplanes and actually go fly. Really? Wow. Goodness. So, Lacey, if there, there are people out there in our listening audience that are, that are very generous, and they may not want to play in the golf tournament or even come up here for it. If someone just wanted to make a donation to your museum, how would they do that? Um, they can either go to our website and hit the donate button, or they can reach out to me personally. Um, my uh, email address is listed on the website, but it's director.aamm at gmail.com. Okay, and, and give us your website again. ArkansasAirAndMilitary.com ArkansasAirAndMilitary.com Wow. Okay, so we have uh, learned that you have a Hidden gem uh, up in northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So where is it? Where, Lisa? Uh, Lisa I keep Drake wanting to call Field. you Lisa. That's Drake Lisa. Field. I've, I've driven by it many times, yeah. Right there at Drake Field. Drake right? Field. Okay, then I've seen it too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's easy to find. And what are your hours? Oh, yeah, of- we're... we're open Tuesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., 
and we give guided tours. Um, we also let you just free roam. You can, if you want a guided tour, you can call in advance. If you just want to hang out and t- watch airplanes take off and land, you're welcome to do that as well. Wow, wonderful. Great. Well, thank you. That's that's good. We hope you do well thank with you. your golf tournament. So yeah. how often, Lacey, do you have, uh, speaking of the kids, been able to get up on, into the air on a plane? How often do you do that? Um, with our summer camps, we do it with every camp. Uh, but our local group, our EAA group, they actually come out once a year and do it for the public. Uh, so, so you can just sign up like that. Um, not necessarily flying, but this Friday we're actually going to have a C-130, a flying C-130 there for people to check out about 2.30 in the afternoon. How interesting. So what plane do they fly on? Is it a C-130? Well, we are so thankful to have our generous volunteers. Um, these, these are people from our community who just reach out and say, I have an airplane. I want to help kids love aviation. Uh, and they just, you know, they donate their time. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. All right, one more time. It's a four-person scramble. I think you said October the 28th. And if I want to put a team in there, what do I do? You can either call the museum directly at 479-521-4947, or you can go to our website, arkansasmilitary.com. Slow down. I can't write that fast. (laughs) <laughs> you're, I mean, you're, you're like a speeding plane. <laughs> Slow down. But okay, start again. If they want to get in the tournament, how would they do so? They can call us at four seven nine five two one four nine four seven. And repeat it one or more time. Or they can time. go to our website and, and repeat that nope. one more time, Lacey. Five two one four nine yes, four sir. seven. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> 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 and then you can also go to our website, ArkansasAirAndMilitary.com. Man, you—I mean, you picked up this gig real quick. All right, Lacey, good luck to you, and uh, we hope that you are able. How many teams are you looking for altogether? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. How many have you got so far? Um, not enough. <laughs> okay. 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 Good. okay. I I didn't I don't think we'll sell you out just over the next few minutes, so uh hopefully you have other means of spreading the gospel, so to speak. All right, Lacey. Thank you. Your now, your dad is, your dad's not gonna play in it, is he? Oh no, uh my father in law, he's gonna help me out, but he is not gonna play. <laughs> okay, good, good. He he would be a um uh, endangerment to everybody. Thank you, Lacey. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you picked up that number, Rick. I couldn't. I couldn't write fast enough. Five two one four seven four nine, Randy. <laughs> All right, for Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Buzz Animal Cruelty. Spay and neuter your pet. Have a great rest of the night. So long, everybody. Hit the hardwood. 1037 The Buzz. KABZ Little Rock. Blast into a new year with The Rocket Man Show, a tribute to Elton John at Oakland's Event Center on January 1st, 2024. The Rocket Man Show with Russ Anderson features a night of Elton's 